Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. I want to start with verse 14. Ephesians 3 and verse 14. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, underline that, highlight that, circle that, whatever you want to do with that, according to the riches of his glory. According to, according to, according to the riches. You know, God only knows wealth and riches. God only knows wealth and riches. God doesn't know deficiency. God doesn't know failure. God doesn't know insufficiency. We come into contact with insufficiency. We come into contact where what we have on the inside is not enough to meet the demands on the outside. We, we come into moments and times in our life where um, we feel depleted, defeated, without, lacking, insufficient. But God never knows what that's like. And that's important to recognize. It's important to lay a hold of. It's important to recognize that although God knows the insufficiency we are met with and, and we endure at times, he always meets it with supply. God never meets lack in our life with, well, what are we going to do now? He always meets our insufficiency with, how much do you need? Okay? So the, the, first, the first image, the first picture you have to get in your mind, it doesn't matter if you're believing for healing over a sickness. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you're lacking peace. If you're lacking finances, if you're lacking endurance, lacking motivation, lacking affirmation, whatever it is that we meet in life where we, we come against a wall where we don't have enough to meet what's on the outside. And we've all been there, might be there. And if you haven't yet, you will be at some point. God designed it that way. Because if we always met our needs, we would never need God to meet our needs. And so he says, according to the riches, according to the riches of his glory. Those words according to are important. Because it tells us that when we enter a moment of need, we aren't supposed to look at what we have. We're supposed to look at what he has. We're not supposed to look at what we have available. We're supposed to look at what are you going to make available to us? How are you going to make this available? How are you going to get this to me? How are you going to bring this into my life? If you called me to it, if you called me to, to, to meet this need, if you called me to, to raise these kids, but I have no idea how to raise kids, I wasn't even raised properly as a child, uh, whatever it is where we lack something in our life, he always pushes us and points us and shows us 
his supply, what he has. When he went to Abraham, who was lacking, you don't go to a man that's 75 years old and his wife has yet to have children, and they are beyond the age of having children, and call him a father of many nations. You don't do that unless you have another supply somewhere. (laughs) Unless you have another supply. Unless there's somewhere else I'm supposed to be looking. Unless there's according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and the width and the height and the depth of God's love. And and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That you may be filled with his fullness. That you will be filled with his fullness. He has the supply. He is the source. He is the source. Now, if he's the source and he has all the supply... Why doesn't he just do it himself? Right? I mean, we, we always, we always want to cut out the middleman. We, we want God's blessings at wholesale prices. God, will you do it without requiring me? God, do you really need me? See, God has always, since the beginning of time, required a man or woman of faith. A man or woman of faith. Faith moves God. Faith moves God. Faith doesn't create what you need. Faith moves what you need from the heavens to the earth. Faith is, is, is transactional. I release faith and God releases supply. That's how this works. We've already covered that God has plenty supply, overwhelming supply, more than you need. In fact, verse 20, our favorite one, now to him who is able, who's him? He's able. He's able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. Transaction. I ask or think, he's able to do. He's able to do, and how much? Above and beyond. This is how God meets needs. This is how God, God never just comes in just barely making the cut. Uh, God doesn't ever do anything bare minimum. What's the least we can get away with? God never does anything status quo or mediocre. Well, that, that, that'll do. That's all right. I, I, guess, that'll, I guess that'll work. I, I guess that'll be okay. You'll never have that response to what God does. He says that God will do exceedingly abundantly. Uh, above and beyond, above and beyond. I just feel like that's our word right now, above and beyond, 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 beyond. Above and beyond all that we ask. I ask, and he's able. I ask, I think he's able, but it goes on. We got this, we have these two powerful words again, according to, according to. The power, his power, that works in us. His power working in you. 
Why does he need us in the process? Why does he need us in the process? That's what I asked. That's what my wife and I asked nine years ago when we came and planted this church. We weren't asking it in a mean way. We weren't asking it in in an arrogant way. We weren't asking it, but we asked, why does Valdosta need another church? We asked this. Why, Why do we need to pastor another church? Because upon arriving here, all we saw were churches. Plenty of them. Plenty of options. Plenty of choices. Plenty of places. God, what are you doing that requires us? We all need to be asking that in our lives. What are you doing that requires me? What do you, why do you have me here? Why do you have me at this place? Why do you have me at this job? Why do you have me in this relationship? Why do you have me parenting these kids? Why do you have me going to this place of employment? Why do you have me uh, investing in, in whatever scenario you're in? You need to ask yourself the simple question. Why do you require me? We require God, but God requires you. He doesn't have to do it that way. He's all powerful, yes. He has all the, pl- all the supply, yes. He is the source, yes. But he chose from the beginning of time, I will make man in my image, in my likeness. And that is the avenue, that is the engine through which I will transport the kingdom from heaven to the earth and you're required. Look at your neighbor say, you are required. You are required. You are necessary. You are necessary. You are necessary. So we have us that are necessary, us that are required, us that that we are constantly met with challenges, constantly messed with insufficiency, constantly messed with deficiency, constantly constantly messed with lack, constantly, uh, you know, hitting this wall of, I don't have what you're showing me I can do. It might be confidence. It might be protection. It might be security. It might... We, we all have something lacking, some type of deficiency. We are deficient by design. Because it requires people of faith. A supply. God has the supply according to the riches of his glory, the wealth of his glory. I mean, there's so much of it, so much power, so much freedom, so much peace, so much. And then here's what happens. We're on this earth to make an impact in the spheres that God has placed us in. Our church as a whole, you as an individual. How many of you entered a new sphere this year? If you know, that might mean, yeah, we got a new sphere back there, don't we? Yeah, that's a whole new sphere. I know, a new sphere. How many of you got a new sphere? That's when you feel the least able. Amen. He put something on your heart. He put something within you. Because that's where he starts. God always starts with the problem. What problem are you solving? What problem are you the solution for? What challenge are you equipped to overcome? So you enter these fears. And at first, we start out, God, I need you. Right, we start out with that step of faith of God. If I'm stepping out, if I'm taking this on, you're gonna have to lead me, you're gonna have to guide me. 
And initially, we, we have a reliance and we have a dependence on the according to. But what happens over time is we change sources. We change sources. See, there are sources and then there are resources. There are sources and there are resources. And God will bring resources to you. God will bring people to help you do what he's called you to do in this sphere. He'll bring you finances. He'll bring you ways. He'll bring you direction and guidance. He'll, he'll bring you businesses. He'll bring you, but then what happens is over time, we begin to shift our according to from the source and we start applying it to the resource. Well, I'll be successful according to this person that's giving, this person that's sowing, this business that's helping, this credit card that's taken care of, this loan, this banker, this mortgage, this whatever. We, we, we start applying our according to to resources instead of sources. And then when the resource dries up, then we're back to square one. And we start getting worried and we start getting concerned and we start, well, well, God must have moved on. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Now the inadequacy starts showing up and now the inability and you start looking at the problems. And so all along, God has been the source the whole time. God never stopped being the source. God doesn't give you replacement sources. He gives you resources. Here's the difference. God doesn't replace himself with resource. God never wants you to substitute anything else into your life as the according to. Never. He always wants to be according to, to be to his riches and glory, his wealth and his supply. This okay? Y'all getting something? So I would ask you this. In 2020, what is your source? What's been your source this year? What's been your source of sanity this year? Yeah? What's been your source of sanity? What's been your source of strength? What's the according to? What's been your source of security? security this year what, what what's been the who, who was elected the economy or the tax breaks or what's the what's the source what what's been your source of love this year it's quiet on purpose I, I I'm not looking for any responses these are just rec- this is just opportunity for us to reflect and engage and say what have I been sourcing what where, where have I been Attaching my according to. What's been your source of peace this year? What's been your source of peace? I've seen people weary. I've seen people exhausted. I've seen people come to their hand. I've seen people, we're talking about it on Wednesday nights. That weariness, that exhaustion, that tiredness. It's beginning to set in. You know you can overcome. You know you can win. But man, I just, I don't know if I can fight. I don't know if I can stay in the battle. I, I don't know if I can 
endure this? So what's been your source of peace? What's been your source of joy? Where have you been finding joy? Memes? Friendships? Relationships? What's been the source this year? What's been the source of identity? What's been your source of identity? Where have you been getting your identity from this year? There's whole groups of people this year that they've had their identity shifted and shaken, reshaped. It's sad because they're being lied to. They're being duped. The enemy wants to shift your identity. He wants to reshape who you are because he knows. If you don't know, he knows what you do flows from who you are. All the value and all the purpose and all the destiny on your life, it it flows from identity. And if I don't go to the right source for my identity, it's going to reshape my whole mission. It's going to reshape all that I'm even called to. What's been your source of finances this year? For a lot of people, that might have changed, you know, might have lost income, less income. Not a sure income. You know, in, in, in the midst of things that we're going through like this, they, they, these challenges come. What's been your source? In every single one of those areas, sanity, strength, security, love, peace, joy, identity, finances, and those are just the ones that I name. Those are just the ones that, you know, as I'm, studying and preparing. I'm just trying to get real. Just where, where, what have people attached? What are they relying on? What are are things people needed this year? And in all of those things, there is something you relied upon for those things, to deliver those things. Now, if the source was God, right? Because he is the source. And when we truly rely on God to be the source in any area of our life, you will be met with untapped supply. You will be met with a supply that will never run out. I just read it to you. He always operates exceedingly abundantly. He always operates with more than enough. A a resource might give you more, but they'll never be able to give you more than enough. There's no resource on this planet. There's no resource on this planet that can do it all. There's no resource that God has instituted in this realm, in this earth, where he will no longer be needed or necessary. You'll never find it. And so we have to understand that in in the resources that God brings us, we thank God for them, but we don't replace God with them. You thank God for the resource. You thank God for the people. 
you ever notice that sometimes people come in in, in seasons, in waves? They come in your life and then they depart. The departure's not always a bad thing. Departure's not always a, a, a wrong thing. There's seasons. Sometimes he's testing you. Did you get too dependent on that person and forget that I'm the one that's meeting your needs? Right? So, we have sources and resources. And the resources are never meant to be an, an end-all, be-all. They're, they're, they're never, there's no one resource that God will bring to your life that will meet every, every issue, every challenge for the rest of your existence. And we don't replace God with the resources he brings us. But this is a danger. And you know what God still does every time? He keeps bringing you resources in his mercy and in his grace and in, in his love. He'll, he'll keep meeting your need. You know, King Saul, the shepherd boy David was a resource to King Saul. He was a resource. He would, he would play his music for him and he would cause the evil spirits that had come and tormented Saul to go, bring him peace and bring him rest. He was obviously a resource on the battlefield. Fought Goliath all by himself. The whole host of army, and King Saul himself, all in fear and, 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 and you know, not wanting to go anywhere near him. And, and David said, bring him to me. I'll go out there. I'll take his head off. He was a resource to King Saul. But he wasn't ever meant to be the source. So God's always bringing us resources. We have to remember to keep our trust in him as the source. If this one resource goes, he's gonna bring a new resource to come in. That's why trust is always tested in lack. It's always identify where you put your trust when you don't have it anymore. It's always identify where you've put your dependence and your reliance when it's taken away. When you lost a job, when you aren't getting the validation and the affirmation, when you don't have the peace and the security from that account, um, when, when, when you don't have those certain people around or those certain people walk away from you or um, whatever it is. The lacking and the taking away and, and the deficiency actually just reveals where we're putting our trust and where we're putting our faith. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We need all these factors to make this possible. We need all these components to make this work. He is able to do, and he's able to do above and beyond. We have to ask or think. It's his power, but it's his power working in us. It's all needed. It's all necessary. Now, here's the thing we have to understand about resources, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 
2 Corinthians chapter 8. Because I asked the Lord several months ago when I knew we were closing in on the end of the year. It only took us about 912 days to get there, but we're finally coming down to a close. (laughs) Second Corinthians chapter eight. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't ever want to do anything out of tradition. I don't ever want to do anything just because we do it that way. I don't ever want to do something just because it's the way we've always done. That's a horrible way to live in the kingdom of God. He wants to do a new thing. He wants to constantly want to put his will and his purpose ahead of ours, ahead of our agenda. And sometimes familiarity is the most anymore. Sometimes you don't even have to stand in faith anymore. You, you saw God meet that need. Man, he's come through. So what does he do? He moves you on to the next one from faith to faith. We, do it. we immediately forget we do is when we're met with the new challenges. We say, "What, God, what are you doing? We immediately forget the last battle he just brought us through. Yep. So here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul is, is writing to the church at Corinth, and he starts with verse 1. He says, we want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that was given to the churches of Macedonia. That's, that's, that's great. You, you want Paul to tell you about how another church responded. In, in, in essence, what he's, what he's about to do is he, he's going to challenge them to step up and meet a need because of what another church did. So he's ultimately saying, here's what they did. Now what are you going to do? He's pinning them against each other. Little, little competition. Church at Corinth versus church at Macedonia. And in this corner, during a severe trial, brought about by affliction. Does that sound like this year for some people? A severe trial? Now look, let me just say this. Don't say this year was hard and a severe trial if it wasn't. I mean that. Don't let people tell you what kind of year you had. Are y'all hearing me? Not everybody that I've talked to that has said they've had a hard year has had a hard year. I'm just being honest. They've actually done pretty well. They've actually done good. I'm not saying that to deny that other people have had a hard year. I know people in this room that have lost people to COVID. That their family members are not on this planet today because of that. I know that. It's a very real thing. But sometimes we just become echo chambers and we just repeat stuff that's just in the air. Oh, what a year. This year's been pretty awesome for us. We had a baby. We're moving into a new house this afternoon. (laughs) 
Why do I say that? Because what will happen is the enemy, if he can't defeat you, he'll make you feel defeated. That's why we sing songs like, I see a victory. I see it. It's perspective. It's perspective. And even in the midst of loss and even in the midst of challenges and even in the midst of, of hardship, I've had some hard years. I could, I could point you to some hard years. 2017 was pretty rough. 2017 was my 2020. Just being transparent. There, sure, there's challenging moments. There's challenging opportunities. And even in those moments, you can still come out and say, but God. <laughs> but God. It's all about perspective. But this church at Macedonia, they, they really had it. I mean, Paul's telling them, in a severe trial. Brought about by affliction. Not brought about by their own doing. Not because they did anything wrong. Because of affliction. External oppression. During a severe trial brought about by affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty overflowed. That's, that's weird. We got an overflowing of joy and poverty. They are, they are depleted, impoverished, met with insufficiency and lack they are what we just talked about. Everybody comes to these seasons. Every, I don't care how much money you got in the bank. I don't care the, what, what the, the load of riches you have financially or just in life. At some point, it's going to be met with a greater need than what you have. Well, if you have a million dollars in the bank, but you need two million to accomplish something, guess what? You're in poverty. You're impoverished. You're insufficient. Poverty is not a matter of what you have. It's a matter of what you're up against. Poverty is not a matter of what you have at your, in your hand. It's a matter of, but I need that. I have this, but I need that. And what's on the outside is greater than what I have on the inside. So he says, in an overflow of joy and extreme poverty overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. I can testify that according to their ability and even beyond their ability. Do you see that? I can testify. He's saying, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm, I'm letting you know, we got, the, we, we got the record, we got the account, we, we saw what came in, and I can tell you that even beyond what they had, beyond what they were able to do, of their own accord, meaning nobody begged them, nobody asked them, they came to us. They begged us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints. And not just as we had hoped, instead, they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by God's will. I can testify that according to their ability 
and even beyond their ability, of their own accord, they begged us to share in the privilege. They said, no matter what state we're in, no matter where we're at, we refuse to simply be consumers. We refuse to simply consume from the ministry. We have to find a way to contribute. What if we had that same attitude in life? Now this shifts things because typically when we think about source and resource, we think about what we have, not what we are. But they shifted it. They said, we aren't just simply relying on resource. We are resource. Why does God require me? Because you're a resource. Attached to his source. See, this, this, this is huge because what can happen is, is I can come into my sphere and come into new season and, and come in and, and, and say, well, what's this going to do for me? And how am I going to get this? And how am I going to get that? And, and how am I going to have this? How am I going to have affirmation and validation in my life? And God says, no, no, no. I want you to give affirmation and validation to their life. Well, now that changes everything. Now that changes everything. Because now it's not about what I have, it's about who I am. I'm the affirmer. I'm the validator. Well, how am I going to get love? Well, maybe you're the one called upon to give love to the one you're trying to get it from. So now the things that you were leaning on, relying on to build you up and to store you up and to be a source and a resource to you, now you find out maybe this thing is the other way around. Maybe I'm not supposed to be coming in to get. I'm supposed to be coming in to give. Now I'm supposed to be saying, why do you require me? What do you have, what would you have me to be? What would you have me to give? What would you have me to do? Now, it says that beyond, uh, I can testify that according to their ability and even beyond their ability. Well, in the previous verse, he was very clear. It's a, it's a season of severe trial brought by affliction and extreme poverty. So, that's what this, this, this tells me. They did not come up with some massive amount of money. Okay? Generosity doesn't have to do with the amount of finance. It's the amount of heart. So, Paul is, is speaking of this church at Macedonia, and he's not matching them dollar for dollar. 
He's saying that in the midst of their severe affliction, their severe trial, in a, a, a season of need, in a season of deficiency, in a season of not having enough, in a season of lack, you might be in that season right now. And that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean you're broken. That just means I do not have on the inside to meet what is on the outside. And what was coming against the church at Macedonia was greater than what they had on the inside to meet the need. And in that season, they didn't say, how are we going to get? They came to Paul and said, how are we going to give? How are we going to be a part? We're earnestly begging you to take our gift. It's because they have source and resource hooked up to the right things. It's because they recognize I'm not just relying on resource. I am resource. So this wasn't some massive amount of money. I mean, if you are poor, what is beyond your ability? If you're poor in love, then what's beyond your ability? If you're poor in peace, then what is beyond your ability to give to someone else peace? If you're, if you're poor in an area where you are deficient, how will you go beyond? But a lot of times we say stuff like, if I had a million dollars, I would give it. But you could write a hundred dollars. Well, if I had a healthy marriage, I would help them with theirs. But you could still give them the word. You could still speak life. You could pray for them. You could do that. What is beyond? What is your ability? And then what is beyond the ability? So many times we consult our situation before we step out in faith. God never called us to consult our situations. He's called us to change our situations. So, you know, I asked the Lord several months ago, I said, are we, are we, are we still doing the stretch offering? Are we, still, are we still doing that? I mean, this year. Is this the year to be doing that? Is this the year to be asking people to go Above and beyond. Because that's what stretch offering is. It's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. Because that's where faith grows. Faith has never grown in comfort. Never has, never will. Faith doesn't grow in what we're able to do. Faith grows in the, and beyond their ability. In a season of trial and affliction. Beyond. And it's not about the tangible. It's not about what you give and what you sow and, and the dollar amount. It's, not a, it's about what is in your heart. It says, God, you know this, this is a stretch. But then you recognize I'm a resource. I'm a resource. Now for me as a pastor, you're a resource. You are not the source. I don't rely on any person in this room to keep this church going. You can't, no matter how much you could give, no matter how much you could write, you couldn't do it. It's not possible by man. It's possible by God. 
period. If God sends you in a season to be a contributor and to be an investor and to be someone that believes in the vision and says, man, what do we got to do to get to where we're going? Then praise God. But that doesn't move me. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're going to follow the vision that God's called us to. And he's the source. But now Anchor Faith Church, we are a resource to this community. We are. And we haven't even started to do what God's called us to do. Well, I guess we've started. We've started. But when you see what's in my head, it feels like we're not even out the blocks yet. Because that's what vision does. Vision always makes today small. But do not despise the day of small beginnings. Do not despise. Because I could think of smaller days. I can think of days where we didn't have enough people to fill that front row right there. But God. Through resource. Through resource. There are people in this room that have made available your opportunity to sit where you're sitting today. They don't want to be called out. They won't, they, they won't be called out. They, they, we don't do it for the glory of man. But you sitting in the chair to them means something a little more. So today, I want to challenge our church. Let's be the resource. Could we be the resource that makes room for more? Could we be the resource that opens the doors, keeps the doors open, and opens more opportunity for people to hear the message of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom? How would God have you play a part? How would God require of you? How would God have you to be, not just to consume, but to contribute to the plan, to the purpose? How would he have, what, what role would he have you play? And his supply never runs out. His supply. God never asked someone to give God never asked of someone to give at their loss. He always asks you to give at your benefit. Generosity is the greatest way to live. Generosity is 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 God's heart. Generosity is is what, what these people did in a severe trial brought about by affliction, what did they say? My steps are not dictated by what's happening around me, not by what's happening to me. It's only by the nature of God in me, and in my heart, to be generous. It said that out of their abundant joy and their extreme poverty, overflowed a wealth 
of generosity. I can testify that according to their ability and even beyond their ability. Hallelujah. Worship team, if you come. God's called us all to this moment and to this point for such a time as this. For such a time as this. And we've got places to go. We've got things to do. We've got ministries to, to start. We've got people to reach. We've got lives to change. We've got a work to do. Why would he call us to Valdosta? Why another church in Valdosta? To be a resource. To be a resource. Because it's about people's lives. It's about people's lives. So Father, we come to you today. We come to you today with a heart of generosity. We come to you today with a heart the desires to see your purpose and your mission fulfilled, uh, completed, and exceeded above and beyond. And Father, we thank you that no matter what's going on on the outside, in seasons, Father, sometimes you, you ask the most of us in seasons where we feel like we have the least to do, the least to give. That that's a great opportunity to exceed, go above and beyond. Go above and beyond. This is our above and beyond. Because we trust in the one that is more than enough. You don't just have more than enough. You don't just do more than enough. You are more than enough. You don't just have supply. You are the supply. You are the source. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.